Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Hey, if you have your Bibles out, can you join me in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 5? And uh, this is, these verses are my life verses. I, I believe that, um, I don't know, they're just verses that apply to this type of season of 2020, of trials, tribulations, of hardships, of pain and suffering. And James, if, if you've never read the book of James, if you've never read the Bible, that's okay too. Like James, he, he is the half-brother of Jesus, and he, he's got a, he's, He's like a Cuban mother. Like he just tells it how it is. Like he doesn't sugarcoat anything. He's just like, if you need to hear it, like he's gonna say it. And so in these like chapters here, he's very in in your face, but but in love because he he really believes in the readers that are reading this, who he's writing to, but also like us as well reading this that that there is gonna be hard times in our life. But if we can learn to have a new vantage point when it comes to those trials, we'll be better off for it. And what I mean is this, if we look at literally verse two, look what James says. He says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Now, just those verses right there, like he's telling you when something bad happens to you, you should be happy. And you're like, James, like, obviously you haven't lived through 2020, like you're in heaven, things are good for you. It's easy for you to say that. But, but he wants us to know that it's, it's all about our vantage point, our viewpoint, how we see the trials in our lives. Verse four says, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. And I love how, I love how he writes it here. It shows the character of God. It shows the promises of God that are for every single person. He says, who gives generally to all, Finding, without finding fault. Meaning it doesn't matter if you messed up last week, doesn't mean if you messed up even before you walked into church, you have every right to ask God for wisdom and he will give it to you generously. It's the God that we serve. It says it will be given to you. So if you want to take notes, the title of my message is When Life Hands You Lemons. And 2020 has given us some pretty terrible lemons. And I want to just talk about what happens when, when, when there's trials in our lives. What, what's our next step? What's our response to these things. And so would you kindly pray with me? Let's bow our heads and close our eyes and let's ask God to bless this time. We thank you, Jesus, for today. Thank you for everything that you've done from a 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., the hands that have gone up, people that have found salvation online as well. We just thank you because without you, Jesus, this would not be possible. Like without you, Jesus, we would not be here. So we just thank you. We give you the glory. We, we give you the praise. It's all for you, Jesus. We thank you that every single person in this room today has a story and you know that story and you want to help them, you want to be with them. And I just pray, Jesus, anybody here for the first time that doesn't know you, that they would, they would literally have an encounter with you. They would, they would get to know you, that, that they would know your love and your grace for them and that a relationship with you is the greatest decision of, your, of their entire life. So Jesus, we love you and we thank you. And Jamie, pray, amen, amen. Come on, can we give some noise for Jesus one time? I just got a call from my gate. I think my wife's trying to get into the apartment. <laughs> Looks like she's stuck. All right, here we go. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, Adam, if my phone rings, I don't know if it's there. Can you just press nine and uh, let her in the gate? Or else I'm going to be in the doghouse when I get back. It's going to be pretty awkward. But 
We've all, I love it. It's just, my iPad is huge. Like I can't miss, like there's like somebody calling you right now. And uh, that's how it goes. But we've all heard that saying, when life hands you lemons, make, you make lemonade, right? It's, it's like, I feel like everybody who's uber positive, you have that one friend or one family member that's always positive no matter what happens and you're going through like a bad day and they're like, have you made lemonade with, it's like, you know, I don't need to hear that. Like, like I'm like, let me feel sad for myself. Let me just like, let me chill. Okay. Like I don't need all that, that positivity right now. Let me be left alone. And uh, again, why someone would say that, why we, we talk about that, that saying is because again, it's, it's, it's a good saying. It's a good quote to say, because what you're telling that person or what we hear is make the best out of your situation, no matter how bad it is. Like, like try to find the silver lining, try to find the good in the bad, try to find the positive in the negative. And if we can be real, it's a very, very cute saying. Like you could tweet it, you could put it on your bumper sticker, like it's great to say, but if we could be honest, it's extremely difficult to live out. Like when life hands you lemons, when, when life deals you a, a, a bad deck of cards, when, when life gives you trials, when life gives you hardships, make the, make the best out of it. Like, like nobody wants to hear that. Like, like, okay, how do you make lemonade out of 2020? Like how, like, how do you do that? Like, how is that, is that even possible? Like, like, how can we redeem 2020? How can we fix 2020? How can we get back to normal after 2020? How do we find positivity in everything that's happened in our world? Like, let's, let's break this down. I mean, we first have to talk about COVID. COVID literally shut the world down. I've never seen anything like this. Like, not to see U.S., but everywhere around the world was locked down in isolation, going through the same things. We were all on the same level. And it showed us that we're actually not in control as much as we think that a, a virus that is contagious like COVID can, can change everything in our lives. What, what plans we thought we had was like, no, nope, those are gonna have to wait because of this, this, this virus. Not only that, there are so many people, countless people that, that we loved and idolized that lost their lives. To add on to the tra- to tragedy, I mean, we lost Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, a legend in the NBA, not just that in the entertainment business, a leader of a top tier leader, somebody who people idolize, who, who people, whether you're in business or sports, would look at Kobe and you say, I want to have that Mamba mentality. He lost his life, his daughter, a tragedy. We lost Chadwick Boseman, played Black Panther. So many young uh, boys and girls would look up to, to Chadwick and say, that, that's a hero. That's somebody who I want to be like. I want to I be like Black Panther. I want to I live like, and he lost his life to cancer. Terrible struggle. And now we believe he's in a better place. And Alex Trebek, somebody who's brought joy to everybody's lives, whether you like Jeopardy or not, you've heard of Jeopardy. And he recently lost his life as one. It's just like, man, how, like who else? Like what? Like, like I saw yesterday on Twitter, like Drake w- was trending. Like everybody thought that Drake died last night. I don't know what happened. Like, it's just like, what is happening in 2020? Like, this is crazy. This is so weird. But it's countless wave after wave, trial after trial. Not only that, but, but literally... Election year had to happen during COVID. Like that was the weirdest thing ever. Like, like this is the year, like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be, like we literally, whoever, doesn't matter who you voted for, there's something in your mind that thought that war, like a civil war was gonna break out like tomorrow outside your neighborhood. Like we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what was gonna happen. Like it was, it was everybody was on edge. Not only that, because of racial tension built up on that. It was just like COVID, then elections and racial tension. And then the, the country felt divided. People were arguing. You go on social media, the world's ending. It was crazy. Like, like it was just wave after wave after wave. Then sports got canceled. Thank God we have sports back, but we really can't go to them right now. I mean, the Dolphin Stadium looks the same as it was before COVID. But I'm just saying like, it's just, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't much, not so much changes, but, but it's like the world literally stopped moving. Like it was like, what is going on? It's bad news after bad news happening to everybody, but not just the world. Think about your life personally. 
How has COVID touched your life? How has 2020 touched your world, your atmosphere, your circumstances, the places where you go, the people that you love? I mean, we know countless of small business owners in this church and around our city that had to rethink everything. Dreams where we're going to have our own restaurant. We're going to have our own place to help those that we love, to bless the people of this, of this great city of Miami. Now it's, it's gone. It's like, what do, what do we do? And we have youth that have that parents that are business owners. And I can't imagine seeing their parents struggle and, and stress about how they're going to make ends meet. I mean, think about the darkness that that looks like. Not only that, we had the fear of whether we were going to get COVID or not, or somebody close to us was going to get COVID. And, and we're like, man, I don't want to lose somebody that I love so dear, whether it's my grandma or grandpa, abuelita. Like, like we don't know what's going to happen. And so there's that fear of like, what, like could, could I get it next? Could, could I be... Could I be somebody that passes on to somebody else. And there's this fear of even going outside. And speaking of that, I mean, not, us, not being able to go outside has brought so much isolation. I mean, we've never felt more alone in this country than ever, around the world than ever before. I mean, community like this just stopped. Like we couldn't meet on Sundays. We couldn't meet on Fridays. There was no more connect groups. There was more hanging out at, the, at restaurants. Like it was done. And so now we are alone in our room, in our homes. And it's like, I, I feel like I'm going to lose my mind. Like, there's the, the, the mental health state during COVID has been astronomical. It has gone up. I mean, people are, are more depressed, more anxious, more suicidal thoughts because of isolation, because of loneliness. It was just wave after wave after wave after tragedy after tragedy after trial after trial, hardship after pain after pain, hurt after hurt. And it was like, when was it going to end? And right now, some of you feel like you've, you feel defeated. You feel like... I, so I don't know what you're about to preach, but man, I feel pretty low. I feel pretty down because we, we, we were about to finish 2020 and I can't wait to cross that finish line because I feel like I have no more hope left. I feel like I have no more, I have nothing left in the tank. I feel like giving up. I feel like God's forgotten about me. I feel like God, he doesn't care about us. If he let all this happen, why, how, could, how does he love us? And you just feel like in a, you're in a dark place. Maybe no one knows it, but, but you know it. And, and what I wanna do today is just kind of challenge those things that those ways of thinking challenge those thoughts with what if like I wonder what would happen and this is going to sound crazy but I wonder what would happen if we viewed the trials in front of us viewed the circumstances we're facing the the the, the stressors the struggles COVID-19 2020 what if we viewed it in a different perspective like like what if like I know that's not because you're like Phil you don't know I, I get it. I don't know your story but what if just hear me out like, like, what if 2020 wasn't the worst year of your life? You were just looking at it in the wrong way. Like, it's not the worst year of your life. You're just looking at it. You're looking at it from an angle where you've been, you've been on Twitter for too long. You've been on Instagram for too long. You've been watching too much Fox News. You've been watching too much CNN. Because if you watch all those things, the world is ending tomorrow. And so maybe 2020 hasn't been that bad. It's just we're, we're looking at it the wrong way. Way I believe in God's economy, how, how he works, is that the bad things in our life don't have to stay that way. That we can literally get the trials of today and turn them into triumphs of tomorrow. All we have to do is change our perspective, change our vantage point, change how we view things, change how we see everything around us. Because here's the thing. You can only turn your trials into triumph with, I know it sounds crazy, but you can do that in Jesus' name with the power of Jesus in you. You can change your trials into triumph, but here's the kicker. It's, it's a choice. It's a choice. Like, like, like no one's going to force that on your life. Like you have to choose how you respond. 
You have to choose how you view. You have to choose how you let it affect your soul, your being. So when something happens, right there you have to choose. Okay, how, how am I going to view what I'm staring right at? Like, like this thing that is, that is driving me crazy, this circumstance that, that I don't know how I'm going to get out of this, what, what's my view going to be? And then, oh, how am I going to respond? What's my, what's my, what is my next step? And then how am I going to let it affect me going forward? Because here's the truth, truth church, that, that God is going to allow trials and tests in your life, not because he wants to break you down and beat you down, but he wants to build you up to be stronger, more mature, to, to bring the best out of you. But, but here's the thing, like, let's be real, like being a Christian is hard. Like it's hard because nobody today woke up and said, Jesus, I hope that you bring more pain into my life because I want to mature. Like, like no one said that. If you did, you have a lot of faith and I need to talk to you. Because nobody, no, nobody wakes up saying, I, I, I want to experience pain. I want to experience hurt. I want to experience things that cause me stress. Like nobody, like I don't want to experience it that take away my peace. Yet God allows those things to, to prune us, to mature us, to bring the best out of us. But but we don't like that. We don't like that maturing process. We don't, we don't like it at all. The, the maturing process is like trial by fire. It reminds me of like making Pop-Tarts. I know that's weird. It's like, did he just say Pop-Tarts? But if you think about it, Pop-Tarts are great, especially when they're toasted. They're amazing. If you eat cold Pop-Tarts, um, you can watch online next Sunday. It's okay. It's all right. We have a service for you. Like, but I love it. I think like a crispy, warm, like Pop-Tart with a gold glass of milk. Oh my goodness. This is a great breakfast of champions. It's probably not. It's probably terrible for you. I, haven't, I don't know the nutritional facts, but, but it's one of those things where like, how do you get it warm? You have to put it in the toaster. Like, like you have to put it in the toaster or else it's not going to work. You microwave it. That's weird too. I'm just saying like you put it in the toaster, you push it down, you let the heat do its work. But I don't know if this happened to you. Like whether it's a hundred dollar toaster or a five dollar toaster you got on Amazon Prime or at Walmart, they always break. Like I don't understand like what happens with these toasters. Who makes them? Like I don't I don't understand where where I always put a time, but no matter what toaster, I, the church toaster is the worst. It always happens here. It literally, oh, it's like okay, I'm gonna get my to- I'm gonna get my pop tart. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna put it in three minutes. It's gonna be crispy. It's gonna be warm. And then thirty seconds later, bing, pops back up. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why are you, like, go back down. So you have to push it back down. You, know, you can't, like, I don't talk to my Pop-Tart. I don't know. I'm just like, it's just for the illustration. <laughs> Stay down, Pop-Tart. And it's like, <laughs> don't move. And, because uh, I'm going to eat you. And uh, it's one of those things where, like, you have to put it back down to put the heat. Because if the heat doesn't do its complete work, it's not going to, it's not going to, that's not what you want. You don't want a cold Pop-Tart. Like, I, I, want this to be, I want this to be toasty and warm and perfect because I want to be happy in the morning. So please, Pop-Tart, stay in there for the time being. You see, what happens is God pushes us down into the heat of life, but a lot of us, because we don't like it, because we don't want to get pruned and we want to be matured, we pop out and pop up a little bit too early. A little bit too early. And we're like, God, this is, this is hurting me. I'm, I'm done with 2020. Like, ended already. I'm tired of it. I don't care who's president. I don't care what happens. Like, I'm over it. I need to move on with my life. I need to get out of this situation. But if you change your perspective, you can see that God's actually trying to hurt you. He's actually trying to help you and say, if you just stay in the heat a little bit longer, because guess what? There's a trial coming in your 2021 that you're not ready for if you can't handle it in your 2020. So if you can't handle this right now, you're not going to be able to that down the road. So just stay in there a little bit longer. I know it hurts. I know it's painful. I know it's uncomfortable. But guess what? You need it to get, to get through what's coming your way. Because we live a life where it's trial after trial. 
It's, it's not stopping. I don't know if, if you think that tw- like 2021 could be better. I believe it for our lives. We, li- we, we believe in hope and faith, but, but who knows what can happen in 2021. And so if we can't handle the trials that God has put in our path right now, and if we say, God, take me out of this and cut that, that maturing process too short, then, then what happens when something else comes our way? Because James, what, the main message James is trying to get across is if we are not spiritually mature, then our future is in trouble. It's in trouble. Because he's speaking to people right here. It's, 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 a, it's a group of Jewish Christians who are kind of, they're kind of scattered. They're, they're going to different churches and they, they kind of lost their way, but, but they're going through a difficult time. But, but their response to those difficult testings and times have been opposite of what James wants for their lives and wants for our lives. What, what James is seeing is that these guys, whenever something difficult comes into life, this group of Jewish Christians, they go backwards, they go back to the world, they, they forget Jesus saved them, so they go back to their worldly desires and lives, and then they, they, they gossip about each other. They, they discourage each other, they, they put blame. It's like, like, oh, this difficult situation happening in our life, so we're gonna blame the people in our own community. And so it's a mess, and they're going back, they're not allowing the things in their life, the things that are going on in that group to mature them, to strengthen them, to get them moving forward. I think a lot of this happens to us. And if we're not careful, we can miss out on the message that James has for us and how we can fix our mindset when it comes to facing trials. Because here's the thing, church, 2020 is not the end. Things are gonna come, things are gonna happen. Your life is gonna be full of pain and, and struggles. Not all of it, I'm not trying to be depressing or anything like that, but I'm just trying to tell you that we need to be ready for this. Because if we are spiritually mature, we're gonna go the same path that these people that James is talking to. And we're going to miss the ceiling of blessings that Jesus has for us. And so there's things in our, in our text that I believe James wants us to see. And the first one is, is, is crucial. I think without this first one, we'd be in trouble. First one is consider. Look what he says in verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you, when you face trials of many kinds. Now notice he says consider. And then he says whenever you face trials. You see, consider defined is this. To think carefully about something typically before making a decision. So before I decide how I respond to something or what I say or what I do, I'm gonna consider my options, consider what's in front of me. So, so what James is trying to say is that, hey, when something bad happens in your life, you gotta consider before you make a decision because if you go off of emotion, it might not be the right decision. Because I believe this, that outlook determines outcome and attitude determines action. So what our outlook is on something will be determined on what we do next. So if I say, okay, another trial in my life, God hates me, like, I guess this is my life, just bad thing after bad thing after bad thing, your, your, your steps and, and your, your energy, everything is going to be towards negativity, 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 and God's like, yo, this trial's not even to, like, 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 if you just stood back and saw what I was trying to do in your life, it actually might help you, but because you're looking in the wrong, in the wrong perspective, the wrong lens, you're not considering you're allowing this to, 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 to harm you before anything even happens, then we're setting ourselves up for failure. Like, think about it. James says, whenever trials happen, whenever, not if, there's no if in that text. It says, whenever. Like, you know what helps you consider is expectations. Like, I expect something's gonna happen, but guess what? I'm ready for it because I already consider that no matter what happens, God is with me. And so, so now we expect it, not like, oh my God. I can't believe this, this thing happened. I can't believe this happened to me. Like what, I, thought, I thought life was supposed to be perfect. Like, no, no, you have to expect things to happen so you can, so you can now respond the right way. Look what it says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. It says, dear friends, 
Do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has, been, that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening. Like, don't be surprised when you get tested. Like, like, what are you surprised about? Did you forget you live in a sinful world? Like, did you forget that things are gonna happen to you? That, that your family's not perfect? That, that things in your life aren't always gonna be sunshine and rainbows? Like, everything is gonna, sometimes it's gonna fall apart in your life. Like, don't be surprised. Expect it and get ready for it. And maybe today you're like, oh, Phil, it's not that. It surprises me. Like, I'm not surprised. You know, like, I expect things are going to happen. And I just felt like, I just felt like I wasn't going to feel this defeated about it. I felt like I wasn't going to be this, this down about it. Like, I'm hurting, Phil. Like, like, like okay, I get it. Trials come, but, but, I'm, but I'm, I'm in pain right now. Like, my marriage is, I don't know if we're going to make it. My kids, they're, they're lost and not, I don't know how to talk to them. They're, like, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know what to do and I feel defeated. So it's not that you're surprised, you just, you just feel defeated. It, it, it reminds me of, of this analogy, you know, that pro wrestling is fake. You guys know that? Like pro wrestling is fake? You didn't know, Adam, you know that? I know you're a big pro wrestling fan. I'm sorry if I ruined that for you. But, but, but pro wrestling is fake and, and what I mean is it's, before the match begins, there's a predetermined winner. There, there's some, somebody already knows they're winning. Like they, they know, like they're going out there. Like I already won this thing. I just got. I'm just putting on a show. Like I'm just out there for entertainment purposes. Like I, I know I won. Everybody around me knows I won. So, so I'm not. I'm not. I'm not fighting for victory. I'm fighting from victory. Does that make sense? You see, a lot of you, you, you feel defeated, but you forgot that you're actually victorious. Like, like, like you forgot that you serve Jesus and Jesus has never lost in his life. He's never been defeated. He's never been knocked down. He's living inside of you. So what happens is you feel defeated, but you forget that you're actually victorious, that you've won. Like you, you're a winner. Like you've won it. I know it doesn't feel like it. I know life can suck right now, but you have won and you gotta make, you have to mentally talk to yourself and say, I'm a victorious, I've won. I know it doesn't feel like it. I know my marriage is a mess right now, but I'm victorious, it's gonna happen. I don't know when, but I'm victorious. Think about Jesus for a second. Jesus knew he was gonna die and still lived. Like he knew he was gonna die. Like from, the, from eight years old to 13, he would always have images. I know I'm going to this cross. Like I know I'm gonna die. Like, I know I'm going to suffer horribly. I know I'm going to be in pain. I know I'm not going to want it. I'm literally going to ask my father to take it from me. But I still have a mission. Jesus was going to the cross, but he still found time to heal people. He was going to the cross and it looked like defeat, but he still found time to sit with sinners and eat with them and show people that everybody is welcome. Everybody's loved by God. He didn't let his defeat or what felt like defeat hold him back from what was in front of him. Jesus had the cross on his mind, but still he knew that I was going to die. But guess what? I knew. I knew I was going to come back to life. That victory was going to be happening on the other side. Some of you need to remind yourself that you're victorious. You're victorious. Talk to yourself. T- tell yourself in the mirror, like, let's, let's get back to believing what the Bible says about us. It's that we're victorious. We're not losers. We're not, we're not out of the fight. We are victorious in Jesus' name. But, but that doesn't happen unless you know what testing does for you. So you can consider, but then you're like, well, what, what does the testing do? And you see testing, God testing you, it doesn't work against you, it works for you. You see, God wants to build up your faith because when your faith is built up and mature, you're gonna be happier. 
Like, like I know sometimes we could be getting a little trouble talking about happiness and like, like I'm not, I'm not here preaching the happiness gospel, but, but God doesn't want you to be happy. He doesn't want you to be miserable, but, but you can't be happy unless you're mature and you can't be mature unless you face trials. And so, so you have to choose how you want to win your happiness. You can go into the world and you can find all that stuff in there on South Beach and downtown. You can find, the stuff will make you happy, but it's going to make you miserable the next day. Or you can say, you know what? I'm going to choose this Jesus. I, I, I know life is going to be difficult. I know it's going to be tough, but I know he's going to mature me and process me and get me where I want to go and get me to become the person he called me to be. It's not going to be easy, but I'd rather go through that trial. Because you can't be mature unless you go through a child. If you never do any of those things, you'll never be happy. Mature Christians are happy Christians. You know why? Because they know that when something bad's going on in their life, they're happy because they know on the other side of that, they're going to get better for it. It's like, yo, I, this situation right now, it's not fun. I'm not happy. But I know that, that God is good. And because God is good and because he loves me, that, that there's going to be something on the other side of it that's going to make me better. You have to know, because you know what I think a lot of us do? A lot of us pray for an easy life, thinking it's a better life. Oh, I was like, God, I, I pray, make my life easier. Take the stressors away. Like, 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 help me, Jesus, with my life. I just feel like it's too difficult. Make it easier. And, and I want you to know that that prayer will never be answered. Asking God for an easier life is not a prayer that will be answered, because it doesn't go according to what God's will is. If you go according to what God's will is, then he says, I will give you the desires of your heart because it's according to my will. But because it's not a part of my will, it's not going to happen. So you keep praying. You can keep praying all you want for an easier life and keep wondering why these trials are hurting you and not getting, and not getting you better. And you have to make a choice. And you're going to say, okay, God, I'm not going to pray that anymore. I'm going to believe and know that when you test me, it's to get the best out of me. It's to, it's to grow me. It's to mature me. But here's the thing. Once we know that, we have to let him do his job. Because you can consider, you can know, but you can still feel like you're in control and hold on to the very last thing that God needs to make you perfect. So, for, so for example, what, what is James saying? He's like, he says, you got to let perseverance finish. You got to let it finish. Human beings, we are so addicted to control. Like, I, we have to control everything. Like, I'm going to control my kids. I'm going to control my coworkers. I'm going to control everything because if I control it, it's better, right? Like, I don't know what we think. We think we control things and like, we're, I, I don't know what we think we are sometimes. But we struggle with control because we feel like when we're in control of something, that's when we have peace. We feel like, like if I can control this, if I can put my hand on this, then, then, then I trust myself and who knows myself better than me and, and, and I'll have peace. But here's the thing, you, you can't get past your trials, you can't get victory in your life unless you surrender everything that you have and give it to Jesus. Because you're going to keep controlling, keep controlling, keep control. Like, you could keep controlling your way to a successful 2020, but, but you're not going to be satisfied. Because guess what? Another trial is going to come. And you're going to be like, oh, I got, rid of, I, got, I, got, I got through 2020 by myself, but, oh, but oh, man, I'm not, I don't know if I can handle another thing like this in 2021. It's because you're holding on to your life. You see, God cannot build our character without our cooperation. He cannot work in us without our consent. Like he needs you to say, I surrender, Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm giving everything to you. That's faith. That's, that's what faith looks like. Faith is saying like, Yo, I don't know how God's going to do this. I don't, like, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what's on the other side. I don't know what my tomorrow's going to look like. But I'm going to put my faith in him and just give up control. Because he created the universe, not me. Because he knows more and I don't. 
And when we do that, we will see everything in our life start to turn around. It may not happen right away. It may not happen next month because, because you need patience. Because testing takes patience. It takes patience. Like, like look what it says in Romans 5, 3-4. It says, not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Also knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope. So until you surrender, you'll never find hope. Until you surrender, you'll never have patience. Until you surrender, you'll never have experience. And you can't have patience. I mean, you can't have hope without patience and experience because what's going to give you hope if you've never gotten past anything? Like, like hope is that, is, is looking back and saying, God, you got me out of this because I surrendered. And because you got me out of that, I have hope for the future because you're with me. But we have to surrender. And the last thing is, you got you to, gotta, you got to ask God for wisdom. It says, it says, ask God for wisdom. James says, he didn't say ask for strength, ask for deliverance, ask for grace, which ask for those things. He's not saying not to, but he's just saying, if you need help, get wisdom from the guy who created all this. Like ask for wisdom and he's going to give it to you. Like wisdom, like, like, like when something's in my life and I don't know what's happening, I don't know what my future is, I don't know what my next step's supposed to be, I don't know what decision I'm supposed to make, step back and say, God, give me wisdom so I can see what you're trying to do. Because it's going to stop you from making a decision that, might re- that you might regret for the rest of your life. Because you didn't ask God to say, God, help me out with this decision and wait on him, have patience, and let him tell you what to do and where to go. With relationships, with school, with, with businesses, you got to ask for wisdom because here's why. We need wisdom so we will not waste the opportunities God has given us to mature. Right now, you're going through a circumstance, but in reality, it's an opportunity. And it's an opportunity to show, to, to, for God to show you how he wants to mature you. But if you don't ask for wisdom, you won't see it. You'll be blind to the purpose of what God has for you. And so, so for us in your 2020, ask God, God, what, what are you trying to show me? Like, like what do you want me to see? Because I can't see it. I, I, I don't, God, I honestly, I don't know what you're doing. 2020 is crazy. It looks like, you, you know, are you okay, God? Like, what's happening? Like, you, but, but, but I'm just going to ask for wisdom and you're going to help me. And he will, because he, he promised he will. And he doesn't break, break his promises. See, I, I can't come up here and just act like, you know, I'm preaching and you're like, oh, it's easy for you to preach, Phil. Your 2020 look fine. It's like, no, it's, it's not the case. I'm preaching to myself. I'm still trying to learn how to do this. I don't think you, I don't think you ever get to a point in your life you stop doing it. Like, I don't think you're just like, oh, I've... I haven't asked God for wisdom for years. Like, no, like, like what? You probably eat Pop-Tarts cold, weirdo. Like, I don't know. Like, if you eat Pop-Tarts cold, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Get an email. I love my Pop-Tarts cold. Um, but, but you got to do this constantly because for me, my 2020, why this is so relevant to my life is because 2020 has been very difficult for me. Extremely difficult. For me personally, as a pastor, you know, like online has been great. I'm so thankful for online campus. I'm so grateful that we had technology to continue to do youth online. But, but it was tough because, you know, you, you look at the beginning of our YouTube services and things were great and we're seeing so many people watch and, and people are getting saved and it's like, wow, like God's gonna use technology. This is great, this is awesome. You know, and then months go by, months go by, months go by, months go by. And it's like four people watching, 10 people watching, nobody texting us that they're saved. Like nobody making that decision. 
and you know you start to wonder am i am i doing a good job like am i am i a failure because that's what i felt I, I i felt like i was like there was a moment i would just sit in my room and i would question like like is this for me like am i am i supposed to be there's somebody else like maybe my time's done maybe this is this is maybe my time's done and when we reopen they can like maybe i'm not the guy maybe i should just do another job maybe Maybe God, this is what you're telling me. Just, just accept it and, and move on. And every day I felt like a failure. Every meeting I felt like a failure. Every service I felt like a failure. I felt like a failure for months and months and months and months and it ate away at me. Not only that, dealing with my own self-esteem, dealing with my own issues, my wife, a little bit before COVID or maybe the week when it first started getting really serious, she was... Uh, diagnosed with clinical depression and for me it's like whoa I, I I did not think our marriage was gonna have to deal with something like this because if you know my wife she's one of the most amazing human beings on the planet she loves people more than I do like like she's great like she like she's loving she's kind she she's patient she's incredible but yet God allowed her to get depression like during COVID with everything else going on in the world? Like why now? Why her? Why our marriage? Why our household? And it's, it's, it's a process. Every day it's a process. Because as a husband, how do you make your wife that suppress happy? So not only did I feel like a failure as a pastor, it's like a husband too. And, I, and it's just crazy to think because you come home and you try your best and you and you, you pray and you ask God like God did I, and I still believe she that one day in the name of Jesus she's gonna be healed from this depression I believe it Amen. it's gonna happen I don't know when it's gonna happen but but to come home and see your wife suffer is the worst thing in the world but I just remember me and Danny we would talk and I had her permission to share this she felt like this was that her testimony was gonna help somebody and has at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. people have come up to me and I felt blessed and that's just the person my wife is. But we sat down and we're like, okay, Danny, like what, like what are we gonna do with this? Because we had a choice, right? You had, everybody, we all have a choice. And we could've, and I could've, and she could've just been like, well, I feel like a failure, you're depressed, there's no hope for us. Like they're like, like we might as well just pack it in, stay indoors, and just give up on our calling, give up on our dreams, give up on what God has for us, and just say, I guess that's what it is. Or, or we could say, you know what? The situation we're in right now is not ideal. And it's still a process. And thank God we're doing better and we're, our, our marriage is healthy. I, I, like it's a miracle of God. But, but we have to make a choice and say, okay, what, what are we going to do? And our choice was that, that one day when we have kids, we're going to look back and tell them about 2020. We're going to be like, mommy and daddy went through some hard times. But guess what? Jesus got us through it. Jesus was with us. Jesus healed us. Jesus got us out of it. And guess what? That's going to be a testimony for them. And so God, if you want to try us, if God, you want to us and God you want to bring us pain that's okay because we know you're with us we know you're for us I'm not a hypocrite I know we're struggling 
who am I to tell you to be happy if you have cancer? Who am I to tell you to not look at your trials when you have, a, like one of your family got, members got COVID and lost their life? Who am I? But I'm telling you, we have a choice. I remember my mom getting breast cancer. She had a choice. She had a choice to say, oh, I got breast cancer. I guess that's it for me. Or she could say, you know what? I'm going to fight this thing and be standing here right now letting you know that she went through it, that she learned from it, that she's stronger from it. And guess what? It sucked. And we didn't want God to give that to We didn't want him to allow that to happen, but it needed to happen. So what's the choice going to be? What are you going to do? We have two months left of 2020. What's your choice? Because the only choice I know I want to make is going towards Jesus. And so today, that's the choice we got to struggle with. That's the choice we got to wrestle with. If we can, let's stand up to our feet, bow our heads, close our eyes as we wrap up service. Today, I, I, in a room like this, I don't know anybody's, I don't know everybody's story. You know, we have youth leaders here. They're, they're family to me. I know what they're going through. We know what we're going through. We're, we're, we're close, but, but I know there's more people in this room and there's no, no more people with stories and struggles. And again, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is that you have a choice to make. And that choice will determine how the rest of your life will go. And the, the biggest choice you need to make the greatest choice you need to make is making sure that you give your life and put it in the hands of Jesus. Because if you've never done that, then, then all of this will be impossible because in your own strength, you can't do it. And so, what does it look like? Well, when maybe you hear you like, well, how do I do that? I, I'm not a Christian. I've never given my life to Jesus. I don't, I don't, I don't know how this works. Like, like, what do I do? First, you need to know that Jesus died for you because he loves you because you're a sinner I'm a sinner and that the cross that Jesus died on was actually meant for you and I because the Bible says that the wages of sin is death meaning that that our sin had to be paid with like I had to die for my sins I had to die because I'm a sinner and I deserve to die but Jesus said no no I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna trade you like you're gonna I'm gonna rescue you and, and I'm gonna go on the cross and so Jesus, who was the Son of God, we believe Jesus is the Son of God. He was perfect. He was blameless. He, he came down to earth with the mission of dying for you and Fry. Jesus, he was on that cross. He, he was dead for three days. They buried him. They, everybody thought Jesus was dead. But on that third day, the Bible tells us that he rose from the grave. And here's, a, here's the best part. Jesus is still alive today. Maybe not physically, because the Bible says that Jesus went back to be with his father, so he left the Holy Spirit. So, so he's with us always, not physically, but, but he's with you. He's by your side. I'll tell you this. My life, in the moments, in the trials, and the parts that were hard of me when I felt like giving up, I still will not regret, I will, I'll never regret the decision to follow after Jesus. Because you, you can't save yourself. Jesus is the only one that can do it. And so today, why don't you just surrender? Why not go through life knowing that there's somebody that's going to be with you always? The Bible says that in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. So, so today you need to believe that Jesus died on the cross for you and that he's alive today. And that with that belief, you confess and say, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for real about this decision. So today, here's what I want to do. 
if you want to know Jesus, you want to have a relationship with Jesus, you want your life to be turned around, I want to give you that opportunity. With every eye closed, every head bowed, if, if that's you and you're saying, Phil, I, w- I want Jesus, I need Jesus, I, I want Jesus. On the count of three, I want you to lift up your hand. You can put it right back down. I just want to see who I'm praying for. And on the count of three, that's you. You just lift up your hand. One, two, three. Just lift up your hand. God bless you. 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 Amazing. You can put your hands down, guys. Thank you so much for being bold. Now, here's the best part. We're going we're gonna to do the confession part together as a family. So as a family, we're going to say this prayer with you. It's a repeat after me prayer. And so I'm just going to say some words and, and you're just going to repeat after him. But, but this is you talking to Jesus. So it goes like this. Lord Jesus, I open my heart. I invite you inside to be my friend, to be my savior, to be my God. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. From this day forward, I want to follow you all the days of my life. Jesus, I thank you and I love you. Your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, can we celebrate every hand that went up? Hey, if you're watching online and you made that decision, we're so pumped for you. We're celebrating with you in here. And here's the beautiful part. Your journey's not done. Your journey's just beginning. And so if you made that decision, we want to make sure that we give you a resource that's going to help you with your life. And that's having your very own Bible. So online, if you made that decision, why don't you text 33222 or text decided to 333. Sorry, it's 1 p.m. My brain is fried right now. Text uh, decided to 33222. And here's the thing. We're going to have a team member reach out to you and get you one of these Bibles. If you made your decision in here in person, we're going to make sure that you go outside and get you one of these Bibles here today. And uh, it's beautiful. This Bible that I have in my hand is the one we're going to give you. It's super easy to read. There's resources. Like if you don't know how to pray, uh, what does God say about patience? Like very, very simple simple applications that I think will bless your life. And so, again, we're going to give these to you. Like, there's not going to be a, you know, check in the mail like, hey, you owe us $3. No, no, it's free. It's free. So take one home. Do not forget. We want to bless you. Uh, Church, I hope that blessed you. I hope that um, that we can see 2020 in a new light and um, see our life going forward in a new light because we know that the trials are going to continue. But again, and I hope I, I hope I didn't make you feel depressed for this fest. Like, like, I want you to know, I want you to know, like, seriously, seriously, like, yes, there's trials, yes, there's testing, but man, that's like, if I had to put in a pie chart, maybe, like, that's barely, you know, 15, 20% of what your life is with Jesus, because the other side is just glory and beauty, it's just beautiful, it's just amazing, it's miracles, it's, it's, it's the best thing ever, and so I hope that encourages you, so hey. We're going to celebrate. We're going to leave here with one last song. We're going to celebrate that we reopen today. But next Sunday, we got Pastor Nathan Finocchio. And if you've never heard him preach, he's incredible. He's awesome. So here's the thing. We're reopened. We're safe. Invite a family member. Invite a friend. And next Sunday, we'll see you. We love you guys. Let me pray for you. And we'll head out. Jesus, we thank you for today. Thank you for speaking to us. Help us to see life in a new life. And uh, just bless us, Lord Jesus, in our week. You name me pray. Amen, amen, amen.